Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat, we're going to talk about how to reach your highest potential at work. My guest this time is Kathy Caprino, an internationally recognized career and leadership coach, writer, speaker, and educator dedicated to the advancement of women in business. A former corporate VP, she is also a trained therapist, seasoned executive coach, senior Forbes contributor, top media source on careers, and the author of two books, Breakdown Breakthrough, and her newer book, The Most Powerful You, Seven Bravery Boosting Paths to Career Bliss. And we're going to go into uh, the seven power gaps, some of the key lessons from that book in today's chat. Kathy, it's my pleasure to welcome such a super famous, awesome, wonderful person as yourself to the show today. Bill, thank you. That's ridiculous. But thank Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Beyond my wee introduction there, Kathy, perhaps you could take a minute and tell our listeners all about yourself. Sure. Part of my story is that I did have an 18-year corporate career that was successful on the outside, but not successful on the inside. And that really has shaped what I do now. You know, as you mentioned, I became a marriage and family therapist, which really changed everything for me. So transformative. But I found career and leadership coaching. And So for 16 years, I've been doing that work focused on mid to high level professional women around the world. And it is so rewarding and so fascinating uh, to help people, men too. I have some wonderful male clients um, and to be kind of having the finger on the pulse of what helps us thrive and what prevents us from thriving. So that that's what I'm focused on now. Wonderful. Well, let's see if we can uh, help our listeners learn how to thrive a bit better today. Um, now then, as part of my homework, Kathy, mm-hmm. uh, I was crawling through your LinkedIn profile, trying to find some juicy nuggets to use in this interview. <laughs> and uh, in a recent post on, on LinkedIn, you say, and this is a direct quote, as a career coach, writer and researcher, I've had the opportunity to observe key trends among thousands of professionals around the world, particularly about how they get stuck and stay stuck in careers they dislike and how to effectively change directions to a new path that's more rewarding and successful. So we've all just come through this crazy topsy-turvy time of the last 18 months or so. In your opinion, how did the pandemic give professionals the time to reflect and change up their career paths? And you know, you work with lots of people doing exactly this, help, helping them to thrive and to reinvigorate their careers and, 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 to, and to understand what their key direction should be. Maybe you can then point to some folks in your network or folks that you've worked with who've made that leap into the mm. unknown and are so far thriving as a result. Mm, I love this question. So I, I've seen this in, in my own life, but with my clients too, whenever there's a crisis like this, an existential crisis really, what it does is wake people up. And what that means is we start looking at what really matters and how we've uh, you know, fallen into the trap of pursuing things that maybe society said we should do or our parents said we should do or our spouses said we should do. And what we begin to realize is this is no longer sustainable, especially if times are precarious. I am going to eke out every minute 
of a life that matters to me, that's, that's meaningful, purposeful, and joyful. And I think that's what the pandemic has done, as well as, you know, as I mentioned, I focus primarily on women, the, the burden, I'll, I'll say it, the, the brunt, the burden uh, through the pandemic when children were home was that they not only had to focus on work and, and get tremendous things done in the face of so much change, but they also had to make sure their children were thriving, doing schoolwork. It was, it was so much, so hard. So what the people I've worked with have done is to say, hang on here, this is not sustainable and I am going to make a big change. And often that is number one, they're doing functional work that they no longer like, or for instance, they have skills that they're using that aren't joyful and easy to use. And they're tired of that, or they like what they're doing functionally, but the culture is broken. They have a toxic boss. They have leadership that can't lead or the outcomes that they're pursuing in their work are no longer uh, aligned with who they really are. So to answer your question, people are making all sorts of brave changes from a small little pivot. You know, as a coach, I try to help people look at how how can you not throw the baby out with the bathwater? How can we pivot? How can we leverage what you're amazing at, not throw away your legal career, not throw away your financial career, but change what's broken? But And some people love that. Other people say, no, I'm really done. And so they're doing, you know, five steps that I say to, to engage in when you want change. Step back for an empowered perspective of who you are. Let go of the thinking patterns and behaviors that keep you stuck. Say yes to your most compelling visions. Number four is try it on. Explore it every way you can without taking a risk. And then finally create it smart. And they're doing that. They're doing all of those things. What are some of the biggest hurdles then to, to making that change, uh, from, to, to making that leap? So, okay, so yeah. in your answer just a moment ago, you said that some folks that you've worked with, um, you, you've advised them and, and they've, they've uh, acted on the advice that you've given them to kind of stay within their wheelhouse, so to speak. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're, they're a lawyer, but maybe they've, they've found ways that they can give back to the community more by, by doing what they do. But in another instance, as you mentioned, that people, uh, just want to change, want a complete change. So, what what are in in those examples? What are, what are some of the biggest obstacles? Is it is the biggest fear fear of the unknown? You know what? Uh, fear is number two. You know what is number one? Bill, lack of confidence. You would not believe how many amazingly illustrious people there are, and I interview them. You know, I'm on Forbes. I've had over a thousand posts there um, and I'm interviewing Pulitzer Prize winners and, you know, epidemiologists and uh, people at the UN, et cetera. You would not believe how when something happens to shake our confidence, in fact, it's power gap number seven, allowing the past or past trauma to continue to define you. Women in particular, but I know this happens with men, um, their confidence is so rocked that they have forgotten what they're capable of. Or uh, another power gap actually is if you isolate from influential support, a lot of people who've been at a job 14 years, IBM, GE, whatever it is, uh, pharmaceutical companies in the corporate world, what people tend to do is isolate. They don't network outside of their organization. And that is 
often a fatal mistake because you don't really know what you bring to the market. You don't, you don't understand your value in the workforce. I say that everyone, no matter how happy you are in your job, you should be interviewing. You should be talking regularly, talking to recruiters, um, not just to kick the tires, but to understand what your value is. So I think what I see is people are scared to death to even pursue change because they don't think they're worthy of it. Okay, thank you very much. You didn't give away all the power gaps, which is important because <laughs> um, my next question is all about them. Uh, your research over the past 10 years, Kathy, has, has revealed that uh, or revealed seven of, of the most damaging power gaps that hold 98% of professional women and 90% of men yeah. from reaching their highest potential at work. I'd like you now to uh, to take 60 to 90 seconds per power gap and uh, and and just just walk us through those. So starting at power gap one, which is not recognizing your special talents, abilities, and accomplishments, all the way through to power gap seven, which is allowing past trauma and, and challenges to to define you. I'd love to do that. Can I give you maybe thirty seconds of context, Bill? Um, Absolutely. Years ago, a few years ago, I said to myself, what's going on here that no matter where these clients are calling, no matter their socioeconomic level, uh, their field, their their title, they are bringing the same challenges, the same exact things. And I'm saying the same exact things. How can this be? What is missing? And what I I recognize is they're missing two things, bravery to... face head on what isn't working in their lives and careers and take accountability to change that. And the second thing is power. They're missing access to external power and internal power. So then I said, well, great, but let's come up with a framework. How is it that these, these gaps in power are showing up? And so here are the seven. Number one is not recognizing your special talents, abilities, and and accomplishments. What this means is people say to themselves, I have no idea if I'm even special at all or worthy. Um, I don't think I have any special ability. 63% of the people I've studied, women I've studied, have this gap. Number two is communicating from fear, not strength. The underlying issue is I cannot speak up confidently or authoritatively. 70% of women have this. Number three, reluctance to ask for what you deserve. What they say to themselves is, I'm not even sure I deserve more, but even if I do, I have no idea how to ask for what I want. 77% of those I studied. And this is qualitatively, but also I did a survey, so it's quantitative as well. Number four, I mentioned, is isolating from influential support. What people think here is, I hate networking, and I'm reluctant to connect with people I don't know who might help me. This is really damaging. 71% of women say that they struggle with this. Number five is acquiescing instead of saying stop to mistreatment. What this means, what people say, you know, internally is I'm afraid to challenge the unfair treatment I'm facing and all the unfair behavior around me towards other people. 48% say they're struggling with this, but I, when I get talking to them, many more are. I don't think they want to admit that they're not doing anything about it. Number uh, six is losing sight of your thrilling dream. So what this means is we had a dream for what we wanted right after school or right after high school. 
Uh, and now people are saying, I have no idea what I want to do for a career or how I'd even get there given what I'm facing now. And then they say, I'm just not meant to have an amazing career. 76% bill. It's a lot of people. And number seven is allowing the past to continue to define you. I call it trauma, but I'm a former therapist, so I'm comfortable with that word. But what it means is when you've had a shocking blow, you've been fired, you've been told you're stupid, you were betrayed, you have a toxic colleague who's backstabbing you, all of this. And people think to themselves, I'm really devastated by what's happened and I can't seem to put it behind me. And that's 62% of those studied. So the reality is 98%, as you said, of women have at least one of these gaps and 90% of the men, but 75% have three or more. And if you have these gaps, you cannot reach your highest potential uh, and, and you're not going to be enjoying your career. Okay, thank you very much. Mm. Um, wow, that, that's a huge number to to miss three three of yeah. those power gaps. Um, and I feel like we have we have the focus of our follow up interview on the HR chat show. Well. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, but just for, for for today, just one more question for you, Kathy, and and that's how can how can our listeners connect with you? So, for example, you're kind enough to accept my LinkedIn request, mm. and how can how can they get a copy of your new book as well? Oh, thank you for asking. Absolutely. LinkedIn is my happy place, the cocktail party in the sky, I call it. So you can just find me at Kathy Caprino. My websites are kathycaprino.com, findingbrave.org, my my podcast. And I do have um, a, uh, the new book, The Most Powerful You, is available anywhere you get your books all over the world. But I have a new course as well based on the book, a digital companion to the book, and that's at mostpowerfulyou.com. So there's a lot of places you can find me and I have a ton of free training, free resources. In fact, just did a LinkedIn career talk about networking for job seekers and you can find all that on my website. Of course, Kathy has an amazing podcast listeners because mm. um, she's got a wonderful voice, which is absolutely perfect for podcasting. Oh, thank you, um, Bill. Um, so that just leads me to say for today, uh, this has been far too short, Kathy. And uh, oh, I definitely yes. want to do it again soon. But um, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you so much. I love talking to you, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.